Welcome. Bienvenidos a su podcast. From here y de allá. My name is Rocio and I was born in Peru, but I've been living in the U.S. since 1998. Y yo soy Diana. I'm Mexican, but I've been living in the United States since 1989. Taboos Part 1, Disabilities. Hoy vamos a hablar de uno de los muchos tabúes en nuestras culturas. Welcome to another episode. We're here enjoying some hot tea and popcorn and just talking about life. Yes. Today um, we are going to talk about taboos in our experiences, right? So we are going to tell you what we saw, what we were told, what we weren't told, and all of the above, and then we are going to compare it to here and to the now. Well, let me start with, we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> Nobody does. That comes from the movie Encanto. We don't talk about Bruno. No, <laughs> no, no. And uh, that triggered a memory for me. So... 25 plus years ago, when I first came here to Reno, Nevada, there was, a, I noticed a few things, but one of the most impactful things was that I didn't, I, I saw so many people with disabilities, physical disabilities in wheelchairs or, or with a blind uh, cane. Um, And even with uh, mental disabilities or other physical disabilities like Down syndrome people working. And that impacted me because in my country, growing up, we never talk about Bruno. We didn't, we, I didn't see many people with disabilities. And I think the reason being is because they were kept hidden. That it was a taboo to talk about. It was a taboo to even ask if there is somebody in the family with disabilities and the families they were all kept the people with disabilities were kept away from society so that's how I grew up and when I came here it was different right so when we were talking about topics right like what are we going to talk about and we decided on taboo things we immediately thought of all the people that are hidden from our lives that They are never mentioned because they either decided to choose a different partner or they were had a mental disability and they were kept either in a room or if anybody came to visit, they would physically hide them in a different part of the house or something like that. Or you were never actually invited to that specific household. And that was a thing, you know, or if somebody went what they would say crazy because you weren't really given any information and you nobody actually ever knew what happened to the crazy people. Exactly. What happened to the crazy yeah. people, the crazy aunt, the crazy uncle, the crazy mom, the crazy dad. Nobody knows. They didn't give you any information. So but that is change. So you, that is so change nowadays. Just, you could just imagine. Right. 
uh, like if they were in an institute, you never really knew if it was for drugs or for mental illness or for nothing because you weren't even allowed to ask about them. Yeah. You were like, nobody talks about, nobody talks about Bruno. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. We're laughing because we don't have like two young of children. Mm-hmm. And the movie <laughs> came up and I was like, yeah, he was kind of like a, you know, somebody that's so typical yeah that's so so this encanto movie was kind of like right on the money yeah absolutely (laughs) so nobody talks about bruno because he was a little different so back in the day in our cultures and i'm saying back in the day like 25 years ago imagine 50 years ago like my mom and her grandma nobody talked about bruno like for like you forget their names Mm -hmm. you forget they ever existed like oh that was a misfortune like correct and it was among other families too. Like, like I said, they they were kept hidden. So for me, seeing somebody with a Down syndrome, it was scary. When I was little, I I didn't know how to react because it was different, and I wasn't exposed to it. Versus here, when I came to the states, I see so many people working, being part of society, and it was impressive to me. Like I said, it was an an, an impact to me, porque. In Peru, donde yo crecí, it was different. They were kept hidden. Nobody talked about them. We didn't see them on the streets or, or I could, I, I mean, I knew there was a wheelchair, somebody that was, you know, postrado en una silla de ruedas. But nobody ever knows why. But yeah, you never ask why or how, and you wouldn't see them on the streets. They will be confined to their house or sometimes to the room. But that has changed, like I said, because we uh, back in Peru, back uh, back home, I always hear stories about like McDonald's is uh, having Down syndrome people working for them. And so they can be reintegrated in society. And that was like, you know, before I even came here. So that was a novelty for me. Now I'm very happy to see back in Peru that, you know, like, more people are more open to people with disabilities and you know like and they they are invited back to society because i feel like back in the day they were excluded they were kept hidden nobody talked about bruno right no and it was it was like a shame mm-hmm. it was it was a such a yes. huge shame for people to have to explain anything as if you know mm-hmm. they did it you know, I don't even know what they imagined or what happened or whatever. I'm sure it comes from many, many years and many ancestors and who knows? I can't, I don't know the story. Some ideas, some ideas like, oh my God, it's a curse. You're not perfect. Yeah, you're not perfect. You know, you did something bad or somebody did something bad in your family that God is punishing you with that right 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 yeah i, I mean I can't even, like right and so i i don't know how i feel about this whole thing i feel so many things and it's just lovely that there is so much information now about mental illness and about down syndrome and the many differences and the many stages and the many 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 things and all the help that I don't feel is quite enough yet, but we are definitely We're in the path. Yeah. Great. Yeah. We're in like a great path. 
And I'm very happy for that because now we can talk about whatever. We, we can talk about Bruno now. Yeah, we can <laughs> Bruno ask is questions. back in the family. And yeah. there is a place and a time for Brunos in our society. And we have to be mindful about them. Yeah. I mean, like, for example, I'm, I'm going to touch on something that I am somehow involved with. Um, the Americans with Disabilities Act. So now we're, in, we're engineers. We have to design uh, sidewalks and they have to be accessible. So what, that, what does it mean? It means like somebody on a wheelchair, somebody um, that is uh, can't see very well, so is blind, legally blind. They're able to walk and then they can cross the street because, you know, the, the pedestrian button is audible. So there's all these little things that way back when they were omitted because let's say the majority of people we have been got two eyes, two functional eyes, two functional legs that makes us walk. But not everybody has the same as we are, right? right. Somebody has to rely on a wheelchair to to walk if you want to call it like that you know or somebody needs to have a cane to help them guide where they're going and if we make very income i don't think we meant it you know it just happens and you know we create right. barriers for them right and the, the sad thing for me when i think about the taboo of disabilities and the shame behind it is really I think if they would have realized that it would hold the help and the knowledge to help and awareness to help back this many years, I think they would have started speaking up sooner. I remember going to school in, in Mexico and there was this guy, uh, El Loco Machetero. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you're laughing, but he was so scary, girl. I bet. <laughs> so there, every time you got out of school, you would just hear the many kids say that this uh, crazy guy, <laughs> yeah, that the crazy guy with the machete was in the corner. <laughs> so he would just stand there just like those... Um, I guess, what would I compare him to? Like a homeless person that's like talking to himself, except this guy has a freaking machete. And so he would stand there in the corner and he would swing this machete and he would say like really obscene things and say like, come at me, you little shits or whatever. And I have, I don't know where his brain was at. All I know is he was scarier than scary. And, you know the adults would be like, oh, go around the crazy machetero, right? Mm -hmm. Just don't, you know. And we go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just go around him. And so we would tiptoe around this guy or really like run around mm -hmm. this guy or go the other way uh, if you were too scared. Uh, but I remember one day just standing there and watching him and he, he was just out of his mind, mm -hmm. right? And I didn't understand that because he was the only crazy machetero in the street. Mm -hmm. And... I that was the only person that I ever really saw with like a mental something until you know maybe the next time I saw somebody was in San Francisco no offense it was just the way it was I was in downtown and there was people like that just walking around mine is a machete but it like triggered me back <laughs> to that time anyways that was just I just think of 
what would would have happened if we had like a place for these people just way sooner than I don't want to say now because I don't truly know too much about now and I know that here in America it's completely different than Mexico there is places in Mexico in other Latin America where you I guess I hear you would say you don't have rights right you can just go check somebody in and go um he's acting like a crazy ass machetero can you check him out <laughs> and then you could be the mom or dad and you can even if they're adults you can sign them up for help like this yeah. unfortunately here and it's funny because i've seen even uh shows in italy that they do that also there mm -hmm. so i it would be interesting to research a little bit more about that but i know here you don't here if the person which is not necessarily well says no i don't want help they don't give it to them yeah which is i don't know i will we need to work on something like that and awareness i think is the first step so i'm happy i'm so happy that people are getting the help that they need that they're getting, that they're getting the transportation they need and that you guys are working to make the community a disability friendly community yeah i think uh the big difference that i noticed from coming from my little hometown to here was the more the acceptance right like it was kind of like more normal to find people with disabilities and um versus growing up where they were kept hidden and then you wonder like what happens to like when the caregivers that kept these people confined in their houses in their rooms whatever what pass away and to their own mental health exactly it probably gets worse right so I think um, now, 25 years later, there has been a shift, at least in my country, yeah, to be more open. And I think that's a great thing. And, you know, like, I, actually, I mean, there's, there, there's a long ways to go, but at least we're talking about Bruno in yeah, our countries. And, and I think and that's we're accepting great. And we want the help for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. I think we're going down the, the, the right path. So can wait for the future. <laughs> yeah, the future is bright. And I love it. And let's keep including Bruno because that helps everybody at least know about the different types of disabilities out there. And, you know, you create a bigger community that way. At the end of the day, we're all humans. Yeah. With one leg, with two legs, with two eyes, with one eye, with no eyes. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, with the oral sen our senses 100% working and sometimes, you know, having some of these mental issues that they happen. It's not a curse. It's just the way it is. Sometimes, you know, there's hormones yeah. or brain issues or things like that, right? Yeah. Things so. that are just waiting, that they're fragile and they're waiting to be broken. And some, some are caused by accidents. So, all right, we will see you next time with another taboo topic. And if you want to contribute on this topic, you can always hit us up on Instagram. Yeah, or let us know in the comments and ask us a question or share your opinion about a taboo in this specific part one, disabilities. Yeah, see you next time.
¿Qué, aprendi ¿Qué aprendimos hoy? I think um, we reflected on the fact that Latin American cultures, Latin American countries have um, learned from the U.S. to be more open and to remove barriers to people with disabilities, which I think is a great change, something great to look up to the U.S. and copy, even though we're a little bit behind in the years, but it's happening, that change is happening. What do you think, Diana? That's, that's you said it perfectly. And I know that in uh, other cultures there is help, but sometimes you're not willing to get it because you're not willing to be out there and be judged and be seen with that car that's gonna pick up somebody that's disabled. I think nowadays it's just so accepting and I kudos to the world for that, seriously. Absolutely, I love it. See you, see you next time. We'll talk about taboo numero dos. Woo, stay tuned. Somos Rocío y Diana, and we're here to bring light to many things that get lost in translation. Nos vemos a la próxima. Bye.